The last thing we were discussing was a case where Abayma fell in front of Brother A, and Brother B wanted to be poseller, and, and the Brother A said, I'll split the money with you. And Rav Yosef said, that doesn't count because a Yabam cannot sell his uh, dead brother's uh, assets. And Abaye wanted to understand from one of our earlier Mishnayot that if he sold the Diava, does count. Rabbi Hanina Bar Papi said halachas like Rav Yosef. Abaye tried to explain that it's wrong. They sent it to Rav Minyomi Bar Yehuda Rav Nehomi. He said halachas like Abaye, unless Rav Yosef brought a proof. Rav Yosef tried to bring a proof from the story with a person who owed his brother money. Brother passed away. Yebama felt to him he didn't want to give him back the money. He said no, you have to give it back. You have to use that money and buy land, and, and that should be connected to the uh, Yebama's Ketubah. And we end up saying that's not a Mishnah, because it has two stringencies, and we don't have two stringencies by Ketubot. And with that, we are starting Pe Bet Amud Aleph, eight lines in, where you see the two dots. So a brother passed away, uh, his wife falls in front of uh, Brother B in the city called Matam and before he got the even chance to do a yibum, brother, B, brother C wants to make her pasul. He wants to throw a get there. So this way, uh, no one could do yibum with her. So the, the older brother said, okay, what's going on over here? It's all about the money. I'll split the money with you. So the little brother said, I'm scared you're going to do to me the way some Yabam did in Pumpadita where he promised and he didn't do it. So so the older brother said, if that's your worry, take the money now. Let me just marry the, the girl. So Amar more Barav even though when Rav Dimi came to Babel from Eretz Zela, he said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan, even though a person who says to his friend, go pull this cow, acquire it, it's not going to be acquired to you until 30 days from now. It's, it, he, after 30 days, it counts. He acquired it by pulling it 30 days ago. Even if after 30 days, uh, this cow was standing somewhere in the swamp, meaning not in the reshut of the person who owned it originally. Still, he's koneh with that uh, uh, pulling a month ago. And we're explaining that what this brother did now, by when he split the money now, it doesn't count. And the difference is because hatam beyado, because over there with the whole cow, the owner could sell to him right now, give it to him right now. He doesn't have to wait 30 days. In the case of the Yabam, it's not your money to split it. It's not yours until you do the Yibum. When you did the Yibum, we'll talk. And therefore, whatever they did doesn't count. But the Gemara now asks, When Rabin came, he said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan that a person who said, Go acquire, the, uh, go pull this cow and you'll acquire it in 30 days from now. The halakha is that he's, he does not acquire it. So now we have a, a contradiction in what Rabbi Yohanan said. So the Gemara explains, La kashia. No, it's not a contradiction. It depends if he told him you're going to buy it from now or not. Meaning, you pull it now, but you'll acquire it in 30 days from now. And therefore, in 30 days, you'll be kone. But if he didn't say the word achshav, then he's not going to be kone after 30 days from now. Next, Let's say, 
He did the Yibum. He now acquired all of his brother's inheritance, and then he split it up. But, uh, let's say to this brother, to that brother, he wants to be even. This way no one's fighting Mao. What's the halakha? Does this gift count or not? And Allah explained, Lo asav klum, he didn't do anything. Hilek, okay, let's say uh, he uh, split it, and then he, he did the Yibum Mao. What's the halakha? And again, he responded, Lo asav klum, he didn't do anything. So now, Mat Kifla Rav Sheshat. Rav Sheshat has a problem. Why do you have to say both of these cases? If he did the Yibum and then he split it, he didn't do anything. If he split it and then he got married, then he did the Yibum. Do you even have to bring out the question? Of course he didn't do anything. So the Gemara explains, no, they were just two stories and they brought up these two stories in the Yeshiva and that's why they asked it twice and that's why they answered it twice. And Ki Atar Amar Lakish Ben Yibem v'hagach hilek, ben hilek v'hagach yibem. Doesn't make a difference if he did the yibum first, then split, split, then did the yibum. Lo asav lo klum. He didn't do anything. Ve'elcheta lo asav lo klum. Halachal masay. He didn't do anything. Next, we learned that if a brother passed away and he left money and he left land. Then we said fruits that are connected to the ground are still on the tree. Rabbi Meir said, we uh, assess what it's, uh, what's this land worth with the fruits, without the fruits, and uh, we, buy, we take the difference and we buy land with it. And Hachamim said anything that's connected to the ground is his. And the Gemara now asks, Amai, why is it his? Didn't we say that all the assets of brother who passed away is connected? It is a security for the Ketubah, and including those fruits. So Amar Shlakish Tene Shela. Now you have to take out that word Shelon and say Shela, meaning anything that is uh, any fruit that is connected to the ground, Hachamim say belongs to her. And you have to say that uh, that Rabbi Meir and Hachamim didn't argue about fruits that are connected to the ground that they're connected to Ketubah. The Mahlokit is only about uh, money and fruits that have already been plucked. You have to say that according to Rabbi Meir, they are connected to the Ketubah, and according to Hachamim, uh, they are metaltelim, and they are not connected to the Ketubah. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, Kenasa harehi ke'ishto. Once they did the Yibum, they are now together, they are now considered a married couple. Lema'il chata, what do I have to know this? What's the halakha? So, Amar Rabbi Yosiber, Bihanina, lo Marta, tell me, Number one, Shem Beget, that he divorces her with a get, umahzira, and he's allowed to remarry her afterward, like a regular wife. The divorce with the with the get, of course. The says, I would have thought it says Maybe it's Yibum and originally Yibum is still connected to her, and therefore Lotis Maybe even after they are married for a couple of years, they don't like each other. Again, it won't work, and still she would still need a halitza. Kamash Malan, that's the whole Hidush over here, that she's a regular wife, that if she wants to leave, it goes with a get. So now, okay, Mahazira, Pshita, what do you mean? He's allowed to remarry her? Pashut, we, well, it's obvious. So the Gemara says, Ma'odetema, I would have thought mitzvah, the Ramara Hamana Ali Avda. The mitzvah of Yibum that the Torah told him to do, he did. Okay, now that they got divorced, she goes back to being Eshetah, uh, his brother's wife, and now they can't get married anymore. Meaning, once upon a time, you were allowed to. Once you got divorced, you go back to being uh, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and it's a sort to get married. Kamash Malan, that they're allowed to get remarried. Wait a second. Let's stop a second. Let's say it's a sort for them to get remarried. The Gemara explains, Amar Kira, the Pasuk says, Ulkaha lo le'isha. It calls her an isha. 
Meaning, once he took her, he did the boom, she becomes his wife for everything. Now, the Mishnah said, as long as her ketubah is on her first husband. And the Gemara says, why, she, why is her ketubah on the first husband, not the second husband? Because the Yabam didn't really do anything. They just gave him a wife from the, from the heavens, and uh, here, you're stuck with her, and you don't even have to uh, give a ketubah. Now, the Gemara explains, let's say there's, the Rishon doesn't have a ketubah, I meaning he doesn't have any money, the guy died poor. Then, the Yabam has to give her a ketubah. And the reason is, so it won't be easy for him to divorce her. When a person doesn't have to pay anything, okay, he just will send her out the next day. But when, once they get a fight, he'll send her out. But if he has to pay money for it, then he'll he'll think twice before divorcing her. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, or even a regular husband can't put money on the table and say, this is for your ketubah. My vechen. So, I want to understand why is it also talking about a regular husband? He can't put his stuff on the table and say, This is for your ketubah. What's going on here? So, the Gemara explains, No, the tema I would have thought maybe by Yebama, Hatamud, the Kanina. Maybe over there, the Yebam never wrote a ketubah. He never wrote that we acquired, you acquired. Meaning, he never had his assets as security to her ketubah. Avalacha with a regular husband and wife, the He already wrote that uh, his assets are connected to her ketubah. Maybe I could say he's allowed to do that because she's relying on whatever he's putting on the table. Kamash malan, even with your wife, you're not allowed to do that. And the real reason behind this, Tosfot explains, is because she's going to think she could only uh, extract payment from whatever's on the table. Uh, whether it's cash, whether it's jewelry, what, she's going to think it's only this. And it's not true. She could really take from anything in his assets. If she's owed $52,000, whatever it is, she's allowed from every, anything in his assets and subtibetin to decide. And she's going to only be relying on what's on the table, so therefore you're not allowed to do that. Next, we learn in the Mishnah, Gersha en la elektubata. If they get divorced, she only has her ketubah, nothing else. So, so we're understanding, Gershain, that if they get divorced, he's allowed to give her ketubah and sell whatever he now owns from his brother, whatever he inherited from his brother. However, lo Gersha, if he didn't divorce her, lo, he can't sell his brother's assets. Kamash malan, It sounds like He said before that as long as the Yabam and the Yabama are together, He's not allowed to sell any of his brother's things. Everything's connected to Turktuba. Once they get divorced or once they're separated one way or another, even through death, that's it. He could do whatever he wants. He could sell it. Next, we learn the Mishnah. One, once he remarries her, she becomes like a normal wife and she has a regular Ktuba. So the Gemara says, if, they bring, if he's bringing her back, what's the Hidush? Tenina, we already learned. If a person divorces his wife and he brings her back, it's on the condition of the first ketubah. So obviously the same thing with the Yabama. So why do you have to repeat all this? So the Gemara explains, I would have thought, By his wife, he's the one who wrote the ketubah. So okay, they got divorced, they got remarried. Okay, the ketubah still stands. But it was his brother who wrote this, not him. Therefore, when he divorced her and he brought her back, maybe the ketubah is on him. 
that her ketubah goes by the original brother who passed away. And Amar of Yehuda, Barishona, originally they used to set aside money for the Ketubah. They used to put it in escrow. Here's 200 for Betula or Almana, 100. But the problem is, Vayu mazkinin velo ayu nosin nashim. And the men used to get older and nobody wanted to get married to them. Why? Because every girl was scared that, oh, um, the money's going to get lost and I'm not going to be able to get the money from the orphans and I'm stuck with nothing. Until Shimon ben Shatah came and said that all of his assets are connected, they're the security to her Ketubata, meaning she could extract payment from anything in his assets. And the Gemara brings the proof. Originally, they used to write 200 for a betula, 100 for an almana, and they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't set aside or their entire assets were not security. People used to get older, nobody wants to get married to them. So, that they would set that money in her parents' house. And this way, the Roshim can't take it away. They can't get lost. It's by your parents already. They are dying, but still, there was a problem. Because saw that when he got angry at her, go to your ketubah. I wouldn't even tell her, go to your parents. Go to your ketubah. And the fact that it was that easy to get divorced got Hachamim nervous. So Hachamim set up that they, they would keep the money of her ketubah by her in-law's house. And this way, he would have to go to Betin, get it out of them, and just uh, to make sure they don't lose it, the rich woman would take all that money and they would make it a basket of gold, of silver. The poor girls, they would make, uh, they would like buy a bucket uh, for, the, for the bathroom. They would do something with it. This way, you know it's there. The problem is, but when he would get angry at her, he would still tell you, take your ketubah, take your basket, take your toilet, take whatever it is, and get out. Shimon ben Shatah came and said that all of his assets are connected to Ketubah. That means she could extract them from anywhere. If he has stocks, if he has land, if he has this, he has that, she could, she could get payment from anything. Now it's not easy to get divorced. You can't just send her away. You can't just throw something at her. It has to be a whole process and it's not so easy to get divorced. And Hadran Allah Aisha. We are now finished the 8th parak of Masikhat Ketubot, and we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.